So just wanting to revisit that past episode and kind of expound on some of the emotional reactivity of being human. Thank you for listening to the TBD Network hosted by my friend Eddie. He's a great guy. He has great insights, great questions, and he keeps the conversation fresh and interesting. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric from the SDAM or Severely Deficient Autobiographical Memory Podcast. Thanks. And thanks, Eddie. Found this really good article. The uh, article's noted stoicism. Not no emotions. It's no useless emotions. So just a quick reading off of there. It just says, uh, Stoicism is about the domestication of emotions, not their elimination. If we can remain steady, if we can corral and control our emotions, no matter what happens or how much external events fluctuate, there is no obstacle that can undo us and no triumph that can overinflate us. Now, the last episode that I did, um, I think it's important to know that we should pay attention to politics. I've done a little bit of research since then. Um, my dates were wrong. It was actually um, in 2015 after the uh, Crimea incident with Obama. That's when they established the uh, it was a program overseen by the CIA. So there's been arguments in both sides of the political realm on whether or not it's a de- defensive or an offensive. Maneuver, but, you know, coming from another country, bordering their country, you know, uh, one of the arguments that I told, or discussions, I guess it was more of an analogy, if Russia, let's say Russia was overthrowing South American governments, and then they were installing their own puppet governments in South America, and these governments are slowly moving up towards the continental U.S., the U.S. would look at this as some form of encroachment, right? So we have to understand that our political establishment is in a way encroaching in on Russia's domain. Now, whether or not this is good or bad is is kind of where the argument can be had, right? Because Putin isn't exactly the most peaceful person. It's not like they have a democracy there. Their Bill of Rights, their Human Rights are constantly in jeopardy. There's, it's not, it's not the best environment compared to the West, and those are through our moral lens, right? So there's, there is nuance that can be had in this conversation. One thing I said about Lorena Bobbert was that she was a warmonger. One of the things that I don't necessarily, she didn't say direct confrontation, and this is something that I've had to kind of think about when I see people kind of instigating these non-stop, not necessarily um, warmongering, but they're not de-escalating the situation at all, right? It's escalatory rhetoric that they're espousing. So it's not like they're going out of their way to try to find some sort of peaceful resolution. They're, they're spewing inflammatory rhetoric because 
it gets them clicks, likes, shares, tweets, you know, who knows what their actual intentions are without being able to have a sit down conversation. One of the things that kind of got me thinking about this was I was listening to this podcast called We Hold These Truths to Be Self-Evident by Dan Crenshaw. It's Dan Crenshaw's podcast. And he had uh, Morgan Ortigas on there. And she had some, I can't remember, she was on the Trump administration um, un under some form of international affairs. And they were talking about uh, their establishment with um, Putin and like how they kind of kept certain things in check with their military and their uh, intelligentsia and what they did to kind of keep that regime in check a little bit. Now, this isn't necessarily the, as I was listening to him talk, like these people still have it in their head. And, and this is something that they said, you know, we, we view the world, we should view the world as it is, not the way that we want it to be. But I think there's something detrimental in that thought process, because if we are viewing the world as a, as a, uh, something that's immovable or never changing, we are viewing the world as something that is cannot be made better then we're failing as humans our entire existence has been trying to make things better for our existence right through history everything we've done <laughs> has been under the essence or at least the the general intention of trying to have better more fruitful more well-placed existences. Now, obviously you throw in the wrong mix of megalomania in there and you end up with a Lenin, a, you know, Stalin, a Hitler, a Mao. You end up with, uh, well, anybody that's gone through these imperial conquests throughout history. So this is all stuff that has consistently gone on. And it really just it depends on the human ideology, right? For me, I'm a, I practice peace. I try to practice peace. I try to believe in peace. I like try to believe in the compassion and the humility of the human spirit. Um, if you're a religious person, this might be, you know, your connection to Jesus, your connection to Allah, your connection to the teachings of the divine. If you're, if you're an, an ex, you know, uh, a learned individual, you probably go out of your way. And the more and more that I, I learn about other things, the more and more beautiful the world seems to me. But, and some people like their bubbles. So, which, you know, if that's how you view the world and, and you like living in that little bubble and your little bubble shows you everything you need to know, then, you know, more power to you. There's no, no, no reason for me to, you know, pop that bubble for you. It's not, uh, Everybody's individual journey is something that exists as such. One of the things that I did through my research was um, looking at, and it was a weird comment because I couldn't find why he made this comment, but it was a Politico.com opinion piece. Uh, it's uh, Senator Kerry. He says, Russia's behaving like it's the 19th century in the 21st century. Um, and he says, uh, to go on, it says, you just don't in 21st century behave 
in a 19th century fashion. This does not have to be a zero-sum game. It is not Russia versus the United States or even Russia versus Europe. This is about Ukraine. The people of Ukraine are who initiated what happened here. And this was back in 2019. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, this is when this op-ed op was written anyway. So I'm kind of curious what he meant by that, because I don't know. Obviously, if you look at some of the Russian media and the Russian uh, intelligence, they're telling you that there are humanitarian crises in the Ukraine right now. So it's important that we know that if there are problems there, maybe we should listen a little bit, right? Like, are they killing Russians? Are they killing Russian loyalists? Is there some other humanitarian crisis other than Russia invading Ukraine? Which, you know, I mean, if you look at it the way it is, or at least the way we're being told, it definitely looks like Russia is definitely the aggressor, right? I really did... Uh, enjoy that little rant it felt good right like i think <laughs> one of the things that we have to realize is that you you can live with emotions obviously if they're not too extreme it's stuff that you can you can operate within and use it to display passion display uh you know something that is more truthful to human nature, I guess, in a way. It's, it is emotional reactivity, you know. And I try not to kind of live in that realm. I do when I write, uh, usually when I'm thinking about content for this podcast. I do try to find stuff that I feel is important in a way that it'll make us think, right? So, like, that whole back end of that last episode where it was when I was talking about power to the people that's important that's that's kind of the only real big takeaway out of that rant was that I wanted people to at least acknowledge that you don't have to listen to the talking heads they're supposed to listen to us right they're supposed to do what we ask them to do not sit up there and make us feel all fucking angry and upset about everything that's going on in this world. That's not what their job is. Their job is to fix or at least provide some sort of solution and not some sort of partisan bickering. And as we move into our downward spiral of an economy... You'll see a lot of uh, disinformation. Like I, I hear the constant conservative, well, if it was Trump, then uh, this wouldn't have happened. Well, the economy was better under Trump. Yeah, but Trump had COVID. <laughs> like He still had to recover from COVID. I'm sorry. Unless you've got a time machine and you can go back and give Trump the presidency, that's a moot argument, right? Like, there are some arguments you can be made because Trump did have a, a, the economy was more of a focus to him than anything, at least in the first term. His second term, he, I don't know where he went with that, but that was a big focus for him. So there's a possibility he might've played it differently, but he's not the president, right? 
the relations with Russia. Again, not the president. So we don't know what would have happened. It's a very strong possibility that Putin leveraging his energy assets against the world, you know, it's a possibility that Trump would have made that a little more difficult. They did have sanctions when Trump was in office. So it's not like we were going out of our way anyway to have this, you know, if you listen to the Russian gate conspiracy people, then obviously they, they, they keep, that's the only argument on the left is that they're like, well, if the, we would be helping. I heard somebody say that we, we would have been, we would have been helping Russia. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think people understand like a little, like, Trump likes military strongmen. That's just the kind of person he is. Now, I don't know necessarily if him being there would have made a difference on Russia's tactics. And I don't, it's, but again, it's a moot point, right? He's not there. So we got to go with what we got. And what the people wanted was not Trump. And now we've got not Trump. So not Trump has to figure out how to get us rallied up as a people and try to bring this economy back, right? That's what we should be focused on. And hopefully, if anybody listened to the State of the Union, I, I did not listen to it in its entirety. I usually get my news from people I trust, and the people I trust play in clips. And to me, it's a bunch of BS campaign promises. But if he actually holds true to any of that, you know, bringing back some manufacturing jobs to the U.S., bringing back some kind of structure to this country so that we're not just a consumerist nation and we're actually producing again, that would be pretty pretty awesome. I think that'll increase jobs, it'll increase, well, you know, with climate, obviously. <laughs> obviously... There's some balance that needs to be adjusted there. And there's some thinking that we need to work on trying to get to that. And maybe we'll discuss this on a later episode. But I think uh, just try to keep your head out of the partisan bickering. Because Trump's not in office. So there's no argument that can be made that, well, if Trump. Because, well, if Trump ain't there. So if, well, if Trump ain't there, then there's really no point in even bringing up the point. What we got is Biden and whether the one way or the other, it, it, it doesn't change. So for people to be upset or argue about if it was Trump on both sides of the aisle, it's just, it's a moot point. Silly because it does nothing. The issues that we have that are going to plague us in the interim, uh, you know, it's about a hundred dollars a uh, tank right now for me for my pickup <laughs> so anybody that drives a big truck i'm sorry i know how you feel because i don't even drive that big of a truck but i know that it's pretty pricey this uh in the meantime tighten up your belts good time to go on a diet you know, good time to uh, exercise a little more. You got that old video game system that you don't, uh, you can 
do that instead of going out and spending money. <laughs> you know, like as much as uh, we all enjoy our our uh, free time, make sure you love those that love you. Make sure you love those that don't, especially they probably need love more than than everybody. But uh, make sure you're supporting all your your friends, supporting your your uh, side hustles supporting uh if you're you're a podcaster and uh you want me to give you a shout out here for feel free feel free to send me a message just click on the show notes and you can see a thing in there to send a message to me on anchor and uh, i will gladly support you and put your your uh your message in the show like i did with eric at the sdam podcast uh Mr. Eric Martinez, the first symbolist. He's a great guy. He's a stoic thinker. He's a philosopher. He's a, he's a very interesting fellow. Uh, if you have not listened to him, I'd, I'd check him out. Get some, some perspective. He's pretty fun. He's Shen Mind with Daniel Knight. Uh, he's about four or five episodes in. He had an episode on here with the TBD Network. Another stoic thinker, philosopher. Great, interesting information. Uh, I listened to a podcast from Zenergy. Uh, she had a negative habits or excuse me, addictive, excuse me, addictive habits. Um, great, great show. I will put a link to that one in the show notes as well. Man, that was an amazing show. And just recently listened to the Joe Rogan with, uh, Jewel. Wow. What a human. Seriously. I didn't know how amazing Jewel was. <laughs> I mean, I liked her music. I just never realized, like, wow. Just, wow. Uh, check her out. Um, amazing human stories and all of that. Amazing people stories. Amazing uplifting energy and all of that. So, love each other. Especially love yourself. Give yourself a break. You know, you you did what you could today. And tomorrow you can go for a little more. If you need to retreat, you can retreat. Just don't let that retreat become your home. Stay strong. Feel free to message me at any time. Anchor.fm slash TBD dash podcast. You can leave your contact info. I'd love to talk to you, have you on the show. If you have any ideas or would like to espouse on any of my ideas. Uh, I love uh, anybody that wants to play devil's advocate. And uh, even if you don't necessarily agree with me or don't entirely disagree, if you want to play that, I'm pretty good at playing devil's advocate as well, just for the sake of the discussion. So it's it's always fun. I think uh, conversation is extremely important and it's something that we've lost touch with but I think uh, we need to keep an eye on it. So, All right, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, love you all. Take care and uh, be safe out there. Man, there's just been so much thoughts uh, surrounding tribalism surrounding ignorance 
surrounding just human nature. 